Yes. Yeah, I agree. I've never heard Karina say, I've been thinking about you and, you know, thinking about how, mm. you know? Yeah. So feeling very grateful. Yeah, we have to feel that way. We have to acknowledge the good things because you can get down into a rabbit hole and get, I think Damien always says to me, you get stuck in your own head, you know, and you can talk yourself into and out of a lot of things. You know, it's terrible. Um, we have to be grateful. Hi, I'm Jim Antonopoulos. Hi, I'm Damien Carolla. This is Fearless Conversations. So, Paula, you're not Damien. No, I'm not. <laughs> Damien's not in today. And I've we've both invited you in um, to have a chat about personal transformation. But we might also touch on... I think gratefulness as well, because it was a topic that we were talking about as we were walking in today. Talk to me about gratefulness. How important is it to you? You know, it's an interesting word because when I used to hear it, I used to get so frustrated hearing this mindfulness and gratefulness and be grateful for this and be grateful for that. And you just kind of, you know, you want to gag the person that's saying it because (laughs) you just kind of feel this sense of frustration I think and I remember feeling like that before experiencing my turning point and I know we'll talk about that Mm. in our conversation but gratitude is a very interesting thing and it's something that I've come to appreciate and understand more um, now that I've that I truly feel that I'm in alignment with where I'm supposed to be. And the only reason why I'm saying that is because there have been such an enormity of coincidences and synchronicities and things that have happened when I made a specific decision on what I wanted to do. So the word gratitude now has a very different resonance to what it used to. Mm. And I think I was frustrated with it before because I was off track with where I was supposed to be within myself. I hear you. I hear you. And, you know, things will always push you off track. They're always going to be there, aren't they? Definitely. Well, especially running, trying to run a business. It's so difficult. And a small one at that, you know, we run small businesses and, um, you know, so you have your days where you think, what am I doing? What am I doing? Anyway, good start to the conversation. So you're my friend Paula. Damien's not here today, and I'd like to introduce you. So you and I met many years ago, well, over a handful of years ago, five or six years ago, at a cafe by complete fluke. Uh, We'd cross paths, and I think we'd order similar coffees, uh, which is very similar to how Damien and I met many years ago, around the same time. So since then, I'm actually just overtaken by the work that you do, and I'm really interested in the personal transformation that you help people go through, why you've chosen to do that in your career as a career. Uh, not even a career, even belittles it, doesn't it? It's kind of this passion of yours. Passion is yeah. a good word. Yeah. And I'm also interested in, you know, you've done a couple of stints or retreats in the Greek islands, which I want to hear about. So tell me, what brought you to this? 
junction in your life or this place in your life where you're doing riding retreats on the Greek islands and you're running workshops with groups of women out in country Victoria uh, to help them find themselves. What brought you to that? So a few years back I was facing a major fork in the road. It was 2015 and within the space of six months I uh, packed up my bags of um, eight years of my life in Byron Bay, said goodbye to an 11 year relationship um, and lost my brother and came back to Melbourne and started from scratch. Um, When I got back to Melbourne, the first thing I said to myself was, writing has always been my passion and it was the thing that I started when I was 19, many, many years ago. And then I derailed from my passion. Um, I derailed for a good 15 years of my life. So when I got back to Melbourne, I promised myself, no matter what happens, I'm gonna reconnect with my writing and I'm gonna make my writing passion work. And that was the intention. So I started freelancing. I'd always had a passion for Greece because that's my heritage. And I'd always had this idea of wanting to offer women, at the time it was people, then it developed into being just women, an authentic, experience, immersive experience of Greece in a a travel experience. Mm. But because creativity is also a big part of what I do, it was important for me to incorporate that as well. So these seeds had kind of been planted, but then they didn't really come to fruition. They started to germinate towards the end of 2016 and really started to fall into place in 2017 when I found my mentor. And when I found my mentor, everything just started to take off. How important was that relationship, the mentor relationship? It was one of the most important decisions of my life. Wow. And what's interesting is we're speaking just before about gratitude and we were speaking about synchronicity and alignment. When you make a decision that rings true for you and every cell in your body says, yes, that's what I want to do, things start to fall into place. Um, I'd had these ideas, but I needed help in putting them together as to form, to formulate a business. Um, I had two other women that I had been in discussion with about the possibility of having them coach me, but neither of them sat right in my gut. And they were both kind of, one in particular was really pressuring me to make a decision to work with her. And when someone pressures me, I get put off. Mm, Most of us do, don't we? I get completely put off. Yeah. Um, I had a deadline to make a decision by a particular date with this woman and everything in my gut just said no. No, no, no. And it was going to tick over to 2017. This was the end of December. All of a sudden, for some reason, I was searching on the internet for something. And then Carla Coulson, who is a, um, Australia, was originally from Sydney, Australia. She's a Paris-based photographer now. She popped up. And I've been a follower of Carla's for many, many years, but she'd kind of just slipped off my radar for a bit, but I'd always been incredibly fond of her and her work and what she stands for. For some reason, she popped up on my search. And when I looked at her website across the 
titles of what she did on her site on the homepage, I saw coaching. That was it. Um, what's really interesting is partway through 2016, I'd created a vision board. Mm. And I have a, it's not something I'd ever done before. It was my very first vision board. When I started coaching with Carla, I realized this was months, months later and almost 12, almost 12 years after I'd made that vision board and I had it on the wall um, in my bedroom. So it was the first thing I looked at in the morning when I woke up and it was the last thing I looked at when I went to sleep. Yeah, powerful. I only realized months after starting coaching with Carla that one of the key photos in the center of that vision board belonged to her. Oh, wow. And there were a couple of other crazy synchronicities like that that had happened but finding the right mentor was integral to the direction the, the next step that was gonna that I was gonna take and the direction my life was about to take and appreciating the synchronicity uh, the serendipity of that as well absolutely I guess. Well, and what was the step going through the coaching with Carla? Um, what did that teach you? What did that give to you to then transform into what you're doing now? It gave me the framework, the foundation, the, um, uh, the mechanics of how to put together what I wanted to do. And because Carla's a highly creative person, she gets my mm. creative brain. Mm. And so she understands that I need to work in a particular way in order to make things make sense for me. Um, so she helped me get all these scattered ideas and make them into something tangible and constructive. And that same year is when we launched our very first creative retreat to the Greek or the wow, Greek island amazing. of Limnos. So you did that with Carla. You did yes. it together. So you took a group of women to the Greek island of Limnos, which is uh, supposed to be stunning. I've never been, but um, you in the middle of summer. Tell me about that. Tell me about how they all come together and they arrive on this first day. It's really interesting getting a group of complete strangers that have come from all over the world. Mm. So Australia, mm. um, um, Abu Dhabi, America, Riyadh. Wow. Um, you know, all walks of life, completely different backgrounds. But what's really interesting is you put a group of complete strangers in a room together, you start a conversation, and it's really interesting to observe how quickly people's guards drop. And particularly when I was there with Kyla Colson and I was also there with Shannon Frick, who's a very well-known Australian interior stylist who's based in Byron Bay. When we all started sharing our stories, that's when people started to feel a sense of openness mm. and relax and were able to really let the fears kind of dissolve because some of the women were very nervous. Some of them were traveling on their own for the first time. Wow. You know, they were anxious about what was going to happen, where they were going. And because I'm so well acquainted with Limnos, because I've been traveling there since I was a kid, um, it, it was important for me to make them feel a sense of yeah. ease. How important is it to, um, just to bring it back to what 
we do, I guess, the, the the world of business and entrepreneurship and building a career, I guess, even in a small business. How important is it to uh, drop your guard or allow yourself to um, do what those women did in that first day is that create that safe space to just connect and share stories? I think the one thing that we fail to realise, particularly in the world of business, is how integral storytelling actually Mm. is. And that as human beings, we are super sensitive and it actually takes very little to make us feel a sense of connectedness or um, uh, a familiarity. Mm. So when people share their story, you know, people's ears prick up and listen. Yeah. Because you want to know the journey of that person. You want to feel a connection. You want to see that you've got a real human being in front of you that's been through stuff, that's experienced fears, that still experiences fears, that has setbacks that, you know, and they have this amazing, established, successful career. But there's been a whole journey in getting there. It didn't just, they didn't just click their fingers and it happened overnight. So I think for these women in particular, seeing two very successful, highly creative women share their story was paramount. Mm. And I think it's something that needs to be cultivated more. Yeah, I agree. We get caught up in the day-to-day and the sort of immediate heightened sense of anxiety that, you know, the next job brings or the next meeting that's due or... Um, you know, or even where the next client's going to come from and um, being able to connect and share stories with people, um, find common ground is so important to, to create a path towards change and, um, or even developing or evolving towards a stronger position, isn't it? It's, um, Absolutely. Tell me about what happens um, during and after those retre- that retreat that you ran, um, or you've run a few now. Um, tell me what happens yeah, in the middle and the end. So, what I love most about it is that these women really are getting a, a complete immersive sensory experience. So they're there to learn. They're there to um, uh, um, achieve the intention that, they're, they're, that they've come to set for themselves. But I think what's interesting is that the uh, ripple effect of that is the, the, the personal development that comes to unfold and how the creative component helps to really foster that. Mm. So through the different exercise, particularly with the one that we were doing in Limnos, it was a photography and styling retreat. Through the different exercises, these women are being forced to work together. They're being forced to create, you know, uh, story scenes. We might be at the beach. We might be in a gorgeous little village somewhere. They're all forced to be completely out of their comfort zone and they're forced to act instantly. And when you're put in a situation like that, you you um, there's something that happens that allows you to just forget about any uh, self-doubt mm. or resistance or reluctance and throw yourself in there. Mm. And these women just completely kind of come out of their shell. 
Yeah, it's important to get uncomfortable, isn't it? It's so yeah. important to get uncomfortable. Yeah. How do you um how do you follow up afterwards? So after the retreat's over, these women have um, have this amazing experience, and they land back at home or back at their desk at work, um, and then the day to day begins. Like, what happens then? How do you continue the transformation? You know. In and outside of you know a retreat to the Greek islands, not all of us can do that, um, but some of us can put an enormous effort in uh, trying to transform or trying to find create space over a week to be mindful and to journal, etc. Um, and then we get hit by the day to day almost immediately, like first thing Monday morning. Um, yep. You turn up to work and slam there it is on your desk, like you know throbbing <laughs> and dripping all over the floor. Um, how do you carry it on? That's, a, that's my question. How do you carry on with that personal transformation that, that, and continue that creative confidence? You can't fight against the day-to-day. Mm. You can't resist against the day-to-day that we are all um, inevitably uh, mm. n- need, to, need to do. Um, so I think the first thing is not to resist that that's what you're going to be confronted with and not to feel bad about it either. And to remember that you, what you experienced in that time away allowed you to tap into something within yourself that you've not, you've not necessarily, um, giving yourself permission to do for a very long yeah. time. Someone said to me to learn to observe those situations, you know, to almost, um, what's the word, to kind of float above them and just say, oh, all right, this is happening, you know, and I'm feeling this way. Um, and that can only come, I guess, from, you know, mindful practice, I guess, you it's know, consistent. Own, absolutely, Jim. Mm. It's only practice. Yeah. And that takes time. Anything that we do that it serves to enhance us, that there are, there is no magic pill, there is no quick fix, and I think I think we often we really want that quick fix, and we really want things to just change instantly change, but it doesn't work like that. There's a process, and that process yeah. is necessary because it forces us to strip layers of ourselves that don't need to be there anymore. And it takes time for that unveiling to happen. So when you're coming back from this amazing week of being in Greece, you can't fight against the day-to-day that's there to to confront, you know, that's going to confront you. But it's just a reminder to take some time in that week mm. to reconnect with what it was that you took from your experience and the importance of understanding that you need to nurture that as well so we we um strengthen all these different parts of ourselves we strengthen all these different kind of muscles of ourselves our relationship, our day-to-day, the way we function in the world, going to work, doing the shopping, these are all compartments of our life that we are utilising and strengthening as a muscle every single day. Personal development tends to kind of get pushed to the wayside as some fluffy thing that's unimportant. So in the same way that we're able to strengthen certain other muscles that for us is just normal, 
that needs to kind of come into the picture a little bit as and be um, be cultivated, I guess, in the same way as what we do our other day to day things. New, a new kind of normal. A new kind yeah. of normal. Because yeah. that muscle at the moment is fatigued. Yeah, agreed. Um, how important is that vision board? I'm going back to the beginning of what you said, you you put a vision board. How do you do that? Can you talk me through the process of creating one? Um, I, I, um, you know, I work in a creative industry and you know I suck at that sort of stuff. Um, I remember walking into um, this young kind of business in, uh, where was it? Uh, it may have been in Athens actually a few years ago um, where the entrepreneurship is really, the entrepreneurial scene is really booming. And there's a, a, a few streets there that have been taken up by young artisans. So, you know, um, interior designers, um, uh, crafters, that sort of thing. And I think my wife and I walked into a boutique sort of leather making store and this, this person had this one side of the wall covered in imagery and all and I looked at it just and I was taken aback by how much sense all the imagery made and I asked her what is that and she said oh that's my vision board so it connects me uh, I connect with what you just said earlier so how do you do that <laughs> so Jim the first thing I want to say is I didn't know how to make a vision board mm. and in the same way when we had the conversation about gratitude and I was saying to you that I get really frustrated when I'd hear people say be grateful be grateful mm. um, I can say the exact same thing about um, vision boards it was the first time I'd ever done one so there's a book that I absolutely love um, it has been around for decades, came out in, in the early or mid 80s. It's by Julia Cameron and it's called The Artist's Way. When I uh, launched into The Artist's Way, one of the exercises is making a vision board. Mm. So I was back in Melbourne and I was putting together ideas for the next part of my life mm -hmm. here. So following her instructions, I was... Uh, you, I set myself a timer for 20 minutes um, and had a bunch of magazines in front of me that are all magazines that I'm deeply inspired by. They might be interior, they might be art mags, they're, they're mm -hmm. all, all different. And I just stripped out um, images that felt a sense of resonance about what this vision board was mm -hmm. going to be. Took me 20 minutes. No, no analysis. You just no analysis. Yeah. I just kind of went. Yep. Yeah, it was, and it was. All, it's interesting when when you set a timer, you are much sharper in what you're doing, mm. and timing things in your life is very important because when you've got all the time in the world, then you get very lazy. The minute you set a timer, it's incredible your focus and the way you will just hone into something that resonates on something that doesn't resonate. So after that 20 minute time went off, then I had 10 minutes to adjust these pictures in the way that I wanted them to be. When it was all done, and I just got massive kind of big uh, mm. card yep. paper to, to paste them on. When it was all done, I realized that what I had in front of me were my passions and they were uh, Greece, they were writing and they were uh, hosting or um, creating, uh, I really love cooking for people. Mm. So it was kind of centered around food and travel and my writing. And that was the kind of, what I felt when I was putting that together was 
this is what I want to invite into my life in terms of my business and mm. the direction that I want to go. And this is this is this is what I this is what my business is going to be. Mm. Within twelve months of creating that vision board, I'd achieved every single thing that was on it. Wow. And it only hit me afterwards what I'd done without kind of putting too much analytical, you know, thought into it and just allowing the feeling to drive the outcome Mm -hmm. and realising that I had accomplished exactly what I'd set out to do 12 months later, had launched my business Mediterranean Wanderer, had done my first retreat to the Greek islands and had spent an entire week hosting uh, eight women Mm. uh, along with the the other facilitators that were there on the Greek islands, but also what that served to propel Mm. with moving forward. Amazing isn't it it's amazing how much we can accomplish it almost puts you on autopilot doesn't it it does yeah it's in your subconscious it is in your subconscious it's amazing i'm gonna try that you have to 20 minutes <laughs> i just i'm just not good at it i have but i'm not but there's no there's no good or yeah. there's nothing to be good at yeah. there's nothing there's nothing to, you know and if it wasn't for the artist's way I probably, I'm not sure if I ever would have made a vision board. Mm, I'm familiar with the book. Yeah. I yeah. it out. I'm very familiar. How important is writing? So um, that comes up a lot in our conversations um, on this podcast is the art of sitting down, gathering your thoughts and writing. Do you answer questions or do you just write? I write virtually every morning in my journal and that's something I've been doing since I was a kid. So I've mm. kept a journal since I was very, very young. Wow. Do you still have them? Yeah, of oh course. Oh, my gosh. I, tre- I treasure them. <laughs> yeah, I remember my very first journal or notebook was uh, had uh, Felix the cat on the cover <laughs> and it was gifted to me by my sister. And I was about nine or ten when she gave it to me. Amazing. Um, so... Writing is my meditation. Writing is how I set myself up in the morning. Um, it's my, it, it, so yeah, I'm reflecting on things. I'm answering questions for myself. I'm, it's, it's a very interesting process. And I think the other important thing about it is that you have something tangible there that marks where you are at that point in your life. And you can reflect back on things and realize the shifts and growth and personal evolution that's happened that we often fail to catch within ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Um, Which goes back to being grateful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, it, it, you know, there are shifts that are happening within us all the time. And um, because we are so absorbed in our day to day, we often kind of. We, we don't quite catch that that's what's happening. We don't quite realise that these shifts are happening. Um, and I think writing is is a, a very... Um, it's an interesting way of just kind of highlighting certain things in our life and um, certainly a very cathartic experience. Yeah. I write quite a bit and I find that too. I find that... Um, it is a cathartic experience and you know sometimes I, I really struggle to carve out uninterrupted time you know like I'm always conscious of um, you know a buzzer going off and 
um, you know, the phone ringing or a text message coming in or an alert popping up on my desktop or um, someone walking up and leaving my coffee, if I'm at a cafe, you know, just leaving my coffee there, which is, you know, I think, oh, right. <laughs> you know, um, I'm so conscious of that, that my mind's constantly racing, waiting for that next interruption. And I think it's, you've hit a, really struck a chord with me in that you really have to cultivate that space, don't you? In the same way that you do anything else that's important in your life. Mm. Um, I ran a workshop in Brisbane earlier this year and um, I always send feedback forms to my participants after the workshop just to get a gauge of their experience and what they took from our time together. And one of the women said something really interesting and she said something, I'm not going to phrase it word for word, but something to the effect of it was almost as though I needed permission to be told that it's okay to sit down and write and it was really interesting to read that because I think it just comes back to what we're saying what we're saying about um, there are certain parts of our lives that we feel need more attention or are more important but then this this creative aspect this nurturing aspect this this the the things that lead to us feeling more enhanced fulfilled evolved transformed for some reason they're not as important or we don't mm. we don't uh, regard them as important because it's almost as though it's not going to give us the x y or z outcome mm. that going to work is going to do or doing this is going, going to the gym is going to do um so why should I do it? Yeah, I really believe in that. I think we also have to give ourselves permission to transform and evolve and become better. And I, I believe that with that comes from, um, you know, creating spaces where you feel safe, um, where then you know that you have the permission and you can give yourself the permission to change. A lot of our, us, you know, we all come up with an excuse. You know, I'm not going to do this today. I'm not good enough for that. I'm not going to the gym today, or you know, I, that I'm, I can't do that because that's just not me. I would never be good at that. You know, that, that sort of self-talk. But I think if we create, if we can create um, safer spaces, be it at work, um, with our colleagues, or um, with our friends, um, or at home, or even within ourselves, to give ourselves some just time and space, uninterrupted time. That's where that permission comes in, hmm. isn't it? And that sort of permission to say, you know, I, I'm allowed to do this, and I'm allowed to fail, and it's okay. And I, I do believe that it comes from creating safe spaces for us, for new, for new and emerging thoughts, hmm. for um, because that's what the act of writing allows you to do, doesn't it? Yeah, de definitely. I think also um, I, I feel that there's kind of like a before me and an after me. Mm. And, when, and when, I, when I reflect on that and when I, ref when I reflect on the life that I used to live when I was in Byron Bay, running a very successful business there, when I think about or talk about that person, it feels like something that happened a lifetime ago. Mm. And it feels very disconnected to um, what I'm experiencing now, what, I'm, what I've been invited to um, experience both within myself, the people that I have the chance to meet, the kind of work that I get to do. And also, we were speaking about the word passion before, and something that I feel is very important is that when you are pursuing your passion, when you feel truly in alignment with where you're supposed to be, 
It's as though there is a ripple effect of change that happens across all areas of your life. So things like mindfulness, things like carving out time, things like things that that serve to enhance you it's almost as though you just pursue them automatically Mm. because you're operating from a completely different frequency to before so it's not a chore it's not arduous it's something that you naturally resonate to because when when you are pursuing what you truly feel connected with there's a major shift that happens Mm. and i and i believe it happens on a cellular level and the kind of people that you invite into your life are different the kind of conversations that you that you have are different and it's something that i reflect on often when i'm in the company of you and damien and how i came so close to not missing not meeting either of you (laughs) because i was terrified to change and i was terrified to take a step in this new direction that my life was beckoning me to go i think about that all the time i think about this whole other door and world that could have stayed shut because i was too scared to step outside my comfort zone and take that next step to pursue my passion Mm. even even though um i knew when i was living in byron bay having this very comfortable cushy life that i was heading in the wrong direction yeah wow what's on your vision board now It really is, um, it's the next step for Mediterranean Wanderer, which for me is about um, cultivating and enhancing the direction that I want the business to take. So it is really centered around the business and and I guess um, um, honoring uh, its growth and honoring how I see it evolving in the future. What kind of images are there? Interestingly, they are um, the the images have kind of followed me over time. So there are, there are images of stunning rustic houses in the Mediterranean. There's there's a lot of kind of scenes that evoke the Mediterranean, whether it's you know beaches or little villages or and. And again, this this uh, idea of remembering uh, the personal cultivation within me that is so integral. So there are there are always references to to the feminine or mm. to um, this idea of evolving. Mm. There, that's the kind of that's amazing. <laughs> I've really enjoyed our conversation. Um, Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. I think we'll do it again. I think it's really, um, I think we've only scratched the surface, but um, I really enjoyed what we spoke about. Me too. Thank you so much, Paula. Thank you, Jim. Mm. I appreciate it. Fearless is produced by Jim Antonopoulos and Damien Carolla. Your questions, your insights and your ideas will help us feed future episodes. Get in touch through all the usual channels.